Melodies of the rain. Melodies of the rain. All right, so man. to continue what we began on Sunday, and that is the Piyasetzner's approach to the role of the nigun, of a, of a nigun. Very special to learn this today, since today is the first yard site of my greatest mashpia from a young age, way before Reb Shlomo had anything to do with my soul. There was, some, there was another yid that Mamish had my neshama, and that was Mayor Banai, who you've heard me speak about him so many times this year. And today's his first yard site. And uh, I want the words today and the kavanas of our heart to be for the Yilui Nishama. We've been learning it for him all year long, but today on his yard site to really plug it in strong. The Yilui Nishmas Meir ben Yitzchak, alav ha-shalom. Do you want me to say for him? to learn a lot about him and not as much about him, but to let the, his voice shake you, which is what we're going to be learning about today, but getting really shooken by, by a voice, by the nigun. Yeah. I just, this morning I just began the third chapter in this translation of Hashachat Rechem from the Pius Esner, and there's a piece that speaks directly to what we're learning here. I just wanted to quickly read it. So um, it says here, uh, talking about, if you haven't attained yet the Hidlavut, filling yourself with feeling is the beginning of the manifestation of your soul, revealing your soul. And then he goes in to say that um, you, you, start, you begin feeling delight and holiness, sparks up, uh, and, and kedusha, and you begin to feel when you sing and learn Torah in the midst of yearning for Hashem. I just thought it was really beautiful and speaks directly to this. Beautiful. Palette. Beautiful. Okay, let's go back inside. So we were, we were on the top of page 40, 42, right? Yeah. And what we learned last time is that the nigun has the opportunity to megale our nefesh, that our soul becomes revealed when it's touched by, by a nigun. Our soul becomes revealed. That's, some, that's not always a great thing, because sometimes we can be mushpa from the nigun of a rasha, too. I mean, I grew up with... I mean, everyone here. How many of the, you know... Parental advisory, explicit lyrics that you have on your CDs in your in your in your library at home. Right? You know how much good new music I found by just saying I don't know what it is, but it has parental advisory and buying it. <laughs> right. So right. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but that's what it says, right? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> what a confusing and world. Huh? And, and, and some of that you. stuff, never, see why? For life. Very good. No, no, this is very good. So why doesn't it leave you? Well, music doesn't leave me. Why? Right? No, no, no. You know, All of us. Why is that? Because it touches something deep in yourself, in your soul. There's a hit galut of your nefesh. Music can tap into something like that. Of a real place in your soul. And it can chop it really strong. I mean, look at the insanity of what would happen at Michael Jackson concerts. With, you know, you ever see those videos of girls? Huh? Passing out. Like, literally passing out. Uh, getting crazy. I mean, whatever. I'm sure this was like this when, I mean, from the little footage that I've seen with the Beatles as well. Yeah, the people, you know, you, were, you, know, you probably remember when they were on the Ed Sullivan show. Yeah. And they, they lost it, but what? So there's a... Is that, is that all Sheker? No, there's a hitgalut of their nefesh that music touches upon, right? The shail is, where is it coming from and what are you doing with it, right? Your soul becomes revealed. Now, the, the scariest part, though, is when people that are really, really off are singing ligunim because that's what goes and they hop you inside. Now, yeah, now you're all you twisted. They us or you just think that their music causes us to be over? Holy music saying somewhere unholy person is dangerous. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Ah, sorry. Meaning that you're, you, you get so attached to them through the holy music that they're playing. That they have no holy music, no attachment. Nothing. To holy music. Nothing. Well, I don't think this group would be listening to that kind of music. Because I'm it sorry? Because wouldn't have killed us. You wouldn't know. If, if they're, no. But if they're not singing, if an unholy person is singing an egg, it's not coming from a good place in their heart and their neshama, yeah. you, they're exposed immediately. Really? I think so. Really? I think I, I, I wouldn't even want to listen to it. Have you? I've heard. I've heard like CDs or whatever they pop in, and like somebody's singing an Indian. I don't remember any names or anything right. like that. But like, where like it's an Indian, and it's even maybe an Indian that other people have sung that have like got you, and you just kind of, it's just kind of like, eh, it's not real. But if, yeah. but if you're it's able to, if you're able to take it to, if you can take yeah. that to a level of kedusha, even if the person's intention was off. Could be that you could, but it also could be that you can't. No, I'm not. I'm not arguing with that at all. So the danger of that you, when you can't is is what is the you know the other side of what we're speaking about over here. Anyway, that, that's what we that's what we began speaking about last time. And uh, the BSS <laughs> says, "Remember, your soul's being revealed. You haven't decided yet what you're doing with the hit or root of your nefesh. You didn't come to a conclusion. Oh, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going to be doing right now. It's not that." I think that, that, that that's the last thing we said about Third line. So it's page 42, third line in the name of Shabbatonim. Take two people that are happy. Right? So the, One guy from the power of music, he uses it to add praise of God Hashem. You know what Hollywood is? Um, uh, well, like lawyer, what's the phrase? Hmm? It's like a in a in a in a non-holy way. Hollywood is a is like a hefker simcha, which would lead to probably something unhappy. An empty phrase. So you're not you're, we're, we're not talking about just. It's not music that's secular, that, that had, like, that's far away from holiness. We're talking about something that's clothed in holiness? I think so. He keeps on going back and forth, though, with, with, uh, with, the, with, with the term, so I'm not sure. But actually, he keeps on saying nigun. So let's say, let's take a nigun for what it is. That's, Jewish, that's a Jewish song, right? Okay. Ken gama nigun. So before he's saying two types of people, one person simcha, when he gets happy, he uses it for Avodat Hashem. Morning, Simon. He says it for both. So you say, but what we just said right now was, there's two types of people that what happens to them when they get happy? One person says, oh, I, I have simcha now? I'm going to use that for Avodat Hashem. Other person is, says, I'm, I'm, my happiness is like New Year's Eve parties. Hashem should, Hashem should have compassion on how many Jews went to New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve parties. 
So, nothingness, holelut, empty, garnished, nothing, right? Now he says, the nigun, the nigun can do the same thing. Ken gama nigun, shu echad min maftechot anefesh, Again, remember, this is a beautiful thing. He calls a nigun mafteach lanefesh, a key to the soul. He used this term for something else earlier in the book. Mafteach lanefesh. Do you remember what it was? In what context was it? Exercise. Exercise? Is that what it was? Yeah. Then exercise is also... Yeah. <laughs> DB. That, that, that's also a mafteach lanefesh. Right. Nigunt also mafteach anefesh shemeorer ota v'targashotea. So he says here, yachol liot ish potechet nafsho. Could be someone that's okay. There's mafteach lanefesh. The key opened up the heart, the, right, the soul opened up. V'chelak imena yotzel achutz. The part of the heart, part of the nefesh, spills out. Umikol makom lo levad sheino sebo meuma. So it's not that he's doing anything bad necessarily, anything, anything with it. But rather, he actually, you blemish that part of your soul that, that woke up, that was unlocked by a nigun, and is in the world of, in the state of nothingness and not used. Fravot Hashem, he says, not only is it, you could say it's not holy, but you're not ending up doing anything holy with the experience you had through the nigun, but rather, he says, you're blemishing your soul. Now, here's my... And all the chevra on the grateful pitum list should mochel me right now, big time. You all know, I've told you many times, Reb Shlomo went to see Jerry one time. He went to a Grateful Dead show one time. Can I tell you this? Reb Shlomo went one time to a Grateful Dead show. And, he, and when he came back, they asked him, so what do you think? So he said, so much light, zero kalim. You just got really, you're like, you want to punch me out right now, you want to suck me? <laughs> so much light, zero kalim. So much, and it's true. Like, you can't go to a dead show and say, oh, everyone here is just full, full of darkness. No, no. There's a lot of love in the air. Ah, it was in, induced love, well, you know, whatever. It's there. What do you do with it? What do you do with it? So he's saying, the, the Piyasesner would say, though, ah, no, no, no. That's a pima in the nefesh. That's a blemish in the soul because music does awaken something. But then, where are you taking it to? You hear the difference? He's saying, let's not underestimate the power of music. The power of music is powerful. But is, the, is, is, are you saying, is he saying that it's the power of the music or what you do with one? The music unlocks the, the place in your soul. Right. And then, then you're at a crossroads of like what you're going to do with that open space. Now, so like using the Grateful Dead as an example, if you went to a dead show and your heart just you know, opens up because of the nature of it, and then afterwards you just go do so much testing and you go help this person, you do that person... Then is that okay? You didn't create, even though I mean, like, or if it was the source of the music is what causes. It. Okay, so now now we're getting that. This is a very good point where you're bringing up. Now it gets a little bit confusing, right? Let's stay. Let's take step one. Step one. This is very good. You go to you went. You know, you go to see them when they were when, when they were they were playing, and it awakens your soul. Okay, and from that you decide. I want a mom. Simon, do you know do you know Jerry Garcia and the Grateful Dead? No. Uh, never, it wasn't, it's not a British Kvabrengen. Uh, uh, it was a whole scene. I don't even know how to describe it, but it, it was a whole scene, a band that was more a culture, actually, more than just a band, and created a whole scene of mainly hippies, obviously, with... with I'm minimizing, really, what, what it was, but... What? Sorry, Ian. He's dead. Ask a real deadhead. It's, it's, it stopped in August 95. Okay. You go and you do chesed. You do mitzvahs. Because you got so... You, you want to do it so badly, right? And it brings you closer to Hashem. What would, you, what would it probably also affect you? You probably wouldn't be able to go back to dead shows afterwards. Because if it really awakened your heart for Avodat Hashem, you, you wouldn't be able to be in an unsneer situation anymore. 
You're, like if mitzvah goreret mitzvah, then the path you're going towards would, would you wouldn't be able to stem both worlds. That's, that's going to the actual show, but listening to the music. Um, again, that's already a shail of what you feel the makor is coming from. You know who my favorite was, yeah. and not anymore. And I can't figure out why. Like I was listening to Neil Young for so many years, and I started to realize that in the root of it. There's nothing there. It's it's really good. It's really good music, and it might even touch my soul. But there's nothing that this guy really went through that that really brought out something that's gonna wake up, you know, from a holy place of waking up my soul and saying, "This is what I want my soul to be mushpa from." I did have a friend in yeshiva who used to make give me a very hard time, and he said to me one day, "You know." Where Neil Young's Shorish Neshama is from. I said, well, okay, I'd like to hear this. I said, you know, it says that Balak and uh, it says that Bilam and his donkey had relations. And he said that there was Shorish Neshamas that came from that union, and one of them was Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't. He was. He went to a concert and he was. He wasn't looking at the band. He was looking at the, the people receiving. Right. Well, that's yeah. why he went. To the so I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He could care less. He could care less about. He played with them uh, in, in 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 San Francisco in uh, in the late sixties. Like he he knew of them already. They were on the same stage probably more than once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I mean, this is a. I'll tell you guys. Today we're going all out. Okay. I'll tell you guys a crazy story crazy story at the risk of everything being online now and everything one time Reb Shlomo played on the same stage in Haight-Ashbury in the late 60s with Jefferson Airplane um, and the dead and a few others and Reb Shlomo went on after the dead and somehow the crowd was not wearing anything by the time it was his time to go on so he had two of his chassidim with him there. And he said, I, I don't know, I, how, what am I, what, how can I do, what am I going to do? Like, say even, even, even that, even, even that has a limit of kiruv and everything, right? But this is insanity. So he went up and he closed his eyes and he started singing Baruch Hinafshi Hashem. While he was explaining to the, to the before, he, before he started singing, he started explaining to everyone that the enlightened ones of the generation are the real Bnei Melachim, the children of kings and queens. And when you're royalty, you have to you have to dress like royalty. And he got them all to put put their clothes back on. Yeah, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Meaning he 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 knew that he knew that world. He knew that world very well. But he saw that he had a lot of chaver that was still stuck in both worlds. You know? But it's, it's interesting because then he wrote Jerry Garcia a letter actually. It was on upon his wedding. The chevra got him to actually write Jerry a letter. I have, a, I have this letter. Shlomo wrote to Jerry upon his wedding. <laughs> it's craziness. Anyway, continue. Yeah. I'm not curious why he wrote the letter. <laughs> no, just like brachas and stuff. And whatever. Just, he wanted to make, make some of his chassidim really, really happy. You know? Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. What were, what were you saying? I, mean, I was just interested. Well, Shlomo would go up on the same stage as a band which he would say just a second ago so much like Nokia, referring to the audience. Yet he would go up and he'd perform in front of the same audience, and I'm assuming he's saying, I'm going to work on their cave. It was really interesting that Rev. Shlomo's apparently, if I'm, if I'm deducing it correctly, was that by my performing in front of them, I'm going to try to give them KV. Or to purify the light and then tell them, I'm learning tomorrow morning in my hotel room at 11 o'clock. And that's what happened. What he said was there was a line in the hotel room for people to put on tefillin for the first time. Um, David Zeller, Alva Shalom, was you know, one of those kids there that came to his hotel room the next day, 1966, and started putting on tefillin. Again, going to a show, the shame, the experience of a show, and I know this is hard for many of us, it's okay, we're, we're grown up, we're, we're, there's no chalila 
This is what we're here to do, to work through things together. This is, and, I'm, and I'm not mustering or dictating anything. I want to explain what he's saying. Going to the show, the shame a show, or listening to a song even, the shame nothingness, if your soul gets revealed from the music, but nothing happens with that revelation, he just says it's a begam and a neshama. But what, that's, that's, the, that's the question. You listen to something, let's say you even listen to something completely secular, and it does open your soul a little bit, and it does cause you, I understand, like you said, that the result of that would be you wouldn't listen to that music. Before. Eventually. No, I don't know if you listen, but you wouldn't be able to be in, the, in, the, in a surrounding of... You know, just men and women dancing together, or not, or women okay, not doing just like sneers. Like, you know, okay, yeah, but that's that's that was different than what I thought you began with about like. Uh, no, you know. no, and what if you say like inherently the music is not holy, or But that's not what he's saying. He's saying maybe you can't do anything well, I know. at all. But it's irrelevant of if it's live, it's, if, it's, if, it's, if it's live or if it's uh, recording. If you can't do anything with it, but your soul gets revealed... My That's what I was saying. Right. It's true. But it seems to be like, like it's like lost almost. Don't nothing, it's if your soul doesn't get revealed from it, but what if it, that's what Shimon's asking, what if it does? No, he's only home, talking about the pun. the point when it does. No, it does. That's, that's the only so thing he's referring to. Hard, so it's not the same. And then what do you do with that? Your soul gets revealed and it gets lost for a little bit. But does damaged. it? Did, did he say, did he say, say in the text? Blemished is did, the word he used. Did he say in the text that it reveals... I, did, he, did I hear him say in the text that it said it reveals your neshama and it opens your neshama and then nothing comes from it? Let's, let, let's read it again. Let's read it again. It could be someone does open his heart and part of it is revealed, right? Not only is there nothing that he can do with that or that he does do with that, does it say that he could do with it or that he does do with it? Because that's a big difference. Nonetheless, not only does he not do anything with it, but even more so, he blemishes part of his soul. He doesn't. The and, and this, is, it, is it that the source of the music was not holy or is not holy, and therefore that opening is blemished no matter what, so even if it's what come from it, it's blemished? Or is it that you listen to something good, bad, indifferent, whatever, right. and it opens you up, and then you just kind of shut down? And you what's, the na- what's the nafkamina? Like, meaning, what's the essential difference that, that would be, distinction-wise, what you do with ramifications? It. What you do with it. What you do with the opening of your soul. Your soul is open now. You have a choice. You're at the crossroads. What do you do with that? Do you just let it die on the vine? Okay. Or so do you... if so, one thing we could do, I think, pretty easy. Um, basically, if it's coming from an unholy place, we already know that it's better if you don't receive inspiration that's affecting the awakening of your soul from an unholy place. That's given. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that, is that okay? Well. It's better. No, I'm saying. No, no, no. It may be true. It's I mean, better to not receive inspiration that affects your soul from an unholy source no, I, I would than agree a holy that source. It's better, but this right. causes a big problem for, for many of us. Right. A very big problem. You know what Rav Kahana's most famous sefer was for me? No? You know what Rav Kahana's, one of my favorites from Rav Kahana is called? Uh-huh. Uncomfortable questions for comfortable Jews. <laughs> By the way, we should really finish the paragraph. <laughs> no, no. They, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. right. I want to go, but I, I know, know, I know we're touching on a, on a lot of things here, but I 
Only if if you're okay with moving forward. I, I think we. I, I think Noah's right. I think this will get a little bit clarified if we go right there a few months. Yeah, we always will have a little pushka next to us at all times, and every song we listen to, we put like ten of in the pushka all day, and that's that's the only solution here. Uh, yeah, you have that, right. start saying that. Is, you have that plan going. Or pango sure or that something. Actually works. <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole point is, does it inspire you to give it stuff? Right. Not right. if you show up ready for the. Exactly. I'm gonna keep it stuck so I can listen to the song. Right. <laughs> that's not what he's talking about. He's saying, does it, does it right. inspire you? Does the music actually right, inspire right, you? Right. Not that you get stuck us so and you can give yourself a headache to listen to the music. Right. It's not pay to play. That, that should be the worst thing that you do also <laughs> in life. You know, like that you're giving, you have stuck a techniques uh, of, you know. Okay, so let's, let's go right there. Um, if through simcha of nothingness, holelut, it's not nothingness, it's, it's like a, Man, I wish, I wish... Uh, it's like wildness. It's like... Uh, it's yeah. Like, uh, Vol- like, like, not a vulgar prusk, like, like, holelut is when you're drunk. Right. It's not holy, it's holelut. Okay? Im besimcha shel holelut, o bishvirat halev shel atzvut v'yehush, or through heartbrokenness of sadness and desperation, ad shenofel min bitchono ve'emunato, so it could lead you to, take, to, to mamish drop you. You fall from your bitachon in Hashem and your emuna, and you end up doing things that are, God forbid, we shouldn't do. Now that is, let's not kill ourselves. That's very real. That's a very real scenario. Music can sweep you away to such a place where you go to the place of it's all good, all, all love, you know, everything, every, all you need is love, and like the horrible, I mean, and this is one of my favorite songs, which I have, like, Mamish tried to never listen to, is Love the One You're With, which we hold it as like, whoever I'm next to, I love. It's not, that wasn't the parish back then, right? Love the One You're With, whoever is there, you grab, you love. When you say we hold it as that, who are you talking about? Us. <laughs> Whoever's sitting at this titch? No? Yes. I never for a second thought of it that way, but thank you. <laughs> I no, always no. thought of just the absurdity of the song, and I, I never not thought of that parish, but... The if, it was, if, it was absurd, whoever, if you thought it was absurd, you definitely thought that, of that parish. No, I just didn't think of that parish. I just thought, like... No, but I'm saying like, that so much of, that, of the culture was formed by the music back then. So much of it. Now, it was coming... In the beginning, it might have been, there might have been a lot of good kavanas by Tmimus Dik and Nishamas that were, wanted to run away from Brooklyn or God knows where and say, I want to feel. So, big Nishamas, big Nishamas. Part of this whole loop is that the, the musicians, a lot of times, got to this place where they were just trying to make the next big hit. They could care less what messages they're delivering, what kind of music they're playing. They want to play maybe the music itself to a high level, but. Right, and, and that's what Ruv Weinberger, one of the sheer I heard, one of the many, I guess, I only heard one of them specifically about Nigun. They talked about was where is the kedusha in singing a popular nigun to a pop culture tune? There's nothing. Nothing. It's just because people are connecting to that tune. Mm-hmm. You're trying to infuse it, but really, it's not about connecting with people. It's about having your music become popular. Right. That to me that falls too. in this whole loop. Although I'd like to believe that even some of the musicians back then. Today, there's, I, don't, I just don't know. I have no idea. Like any current, I, don't, I don't listen to anything today that's from today. If I do listen to any non-Jewish music, it's definitely from 1965 or so, 1970. And even Rev Weinberg, one time in the office, he said, look, you know, today, used to be back then, maybe it wasn't Kadosh, but it wasn't like Tuma. I mean, he quoted Paul Simon and Jackson Brown. Those are the two names he actually quoted to me. Um, but, but what happened after that was like, I mean, we were, where were we? We were in the mall in Beit Shemesh, last week during the Yarche Kala, on the way to the P.S. Setzner. Who was there? Simon, you were there. Yeah. Shem, who else was there? Dov, you weren't? No, you went to your Abba. To yes, were you with? No, you were working. Were you there that day? David, and you were off. Oh, so we were sitting in the mall. And I listening to a song, and the beat makes me sick. Just the beat itself makes me just, mama, just sick. And then we actually, and then I think it was Austin or, no, what's his name? Um, Messing. Jonathan says, this is actually, if you listen to these words, this is, this is Mamish the Sitra Achra. 
And the words, the chorus was, I don't even want to live. And, and with, with an amazing beat, right? This, this driving beat that could convince you that you don't really want to live. Now it's, forget about sexual stuff. Now it's mamish, like, you know. Just go all the way. Turn it off already. Done. Yeah. Like their heroes have been doing, I mean, well, what's his name? Uh, Cornell and a guy from Blinken Park. This is happening now. Oh, yeah. Just shut off the lights. It's, that's the next thing. Because there's nothing left anymore, right? But you can be totally, and we were listening. It felt, it felt, I don't know, remember the, the feeling, Simon, when we were listening to that? We're on our way to the Piazzetzna Rebbe. And that night we're going to see... Spiritual music. Oh. Oh. That's what he's saying. Music can completely grab you and really convince you to do things that really, if you weren't mushba from the music, you'd never dream of doing. Ever. But since the point of us getting together, our chabura, is l'shem shamayim, v'rotzim anu l'hotzi et nafshotenu l'hamshila al gufenu, but we want our nefesh to govern over our bodies, l'koshra b'kdushato, to connect it to the holiness of our soul, u'levatel ota v'et atmutenu b'nishmat shen dalid yud, and to nullify the, the, the goof and our ego, etzmoteinu, into, into nullify it, into the neshama of the Rebbe, into the soul and spirit of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, lachen, nargil et atzmeinu berina unegina shel avoda l'shamayim. Let's start to nargil et atzmeinu, to accustom ourselves, to, to see how to, that simcha through Kedusha of Nigunim. Meaning, it's an, he's saying now a conscious avoda. Don't just see what happens to you next time you show up at a Fabrengen. He's saying, do this. This is an exercise. And he's going to take us through it in a second. Yeah, Eli. this phrase of Martechus and Nefesh. Right. right? So you have a key to a door, the door opens both ways. Right? You open the doorway, as it were, from yourself into your soul. You touch your soul. But the thing is, you also awaken this force. You let the soul out. <laughs> the question is, what do you do when you let it out? Right. If you just let it out, you kill it. Right. But you've got to take it in hot, like you've got to let it out into something. Right. right? So this is, into something. Right. Into Hashem. When it's into nothing, it's a bad thing. Yeah. It's a bad thing. Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, it's, it is into something. It's into the words. It's into the meaning behind the Mishorel. Like right. It's, uh, you, you've opened it, and now when you open it, I, just, I, I keep on getting confused, because remember he has this incredible mashal that he brings. He's like, there's this guy, and his son's in jail. And his son's in jail, and the only time he can go in there is when he goes with the, with the lawyer. Right? right. So visit right. Or, right. or, or with, right. with a judge and you know, take, right. make a judgment. He goes, and so the father says, well, I don't want to go in there. But this is like law stuff. I don't want to, it's not, it's not fun. It's not an opportunity. Uh, so I don't go in. And he never sees his son. Because that's the only opportunity he has. Right. And so then there's the other father who says, this is an opportunity. I don't care what the point is. It's an opportunity. Is. I'm going to go hug him. I'm going to kiss him. I'm going to tell him everything's going to be okay. They're working to get him out. I'm just trying to... Well, that wasn't here. You're, you're talking was, about the Rosh Hashanah. The Drusha for Rosh Hashanah. Now, that was here. It was here. Yeah? Yeah, it was here. Yeah, I thought it was in the Drusha of Rosh Hashanah. Of Yom pretty, Aleph. I'm pretty sure it was here, but I, 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 don't, I think he's talking about like an opening uh, of the body. Like, where you, uh, or, or when, like, you... Uh, 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 oh, so, sorry, sorry. You're, you're completely right. I'm getting misguided. When there's an opening, no matter what it is, it's an opportunity. Yeah, so why isn't that? It is? No, he's saying it's an that opportunity. That's it is. You have to do something with it. Because it something's is? happening, whether good or bad, something's happening, is what he's saying. Right. So if you're not doing something good, then don't think nothing's happening, something bad is happening. But that, yeah, absolutely, exactly. It's totally an opportunity. Tremendous opportunity. Yeah. You know, there's a rub. Uh, listen to this. This, is a, this broke my heart. My brother told me this. There's a rub in the old city who grew up on songs like many of us grew up of Shirei Eretz Yisrael, like Naomi Shammer, okay? And when you get a little bit too frum, then she becomes like, you know, 
uh, the Zionist, uh, even though there was such purity in those early. Did you go? You have you, you know some of those new. Yeah, she, she performed at my school for. Uh, really. Yeah, in Canada, she came in uh, eighty-eight for the fortieth. Uh, oh, forty years, thirty yeah. years ago. Yeah, she came. She sang with. Uh, Kids from my, uh, from my she was she was a big neshama. She took Reb Nachman's words. Da lecha shekol esev esev. You know this song? Yes, yeah. she you, you don't you don't know this stuff. Yes, you know this, of course, right? Now, he, it's my brother told me that, that that there's a rav in the old city who who's on fire for Chassidim. He's a lot of Chassidim. He's big. I know him. He's an amazing, amazing, sweet person. But sometimes when he just wants to connect to Hashem on the level of Tmimus, he closes, the Mamish closes himself in his room and he puts in, like Yerushalayim, he listens to, like Yerushalayim Shel Zahav, or now, you know, other Nomi Shemer Nigunim, right? Say what you want to say about it, but there's something, so, like, cause why? Because that brought him, Kisufim for Yerushalayim B'Tmimus, right? Kisufim to go back to Yerushalayim again B'Tmimus, right? So many of us were raised on different types of music that we probably, some of us could go back to, like, if our parents raised us on Dylan, for instance, right? Or if our parents raised us on, on uh, I don't know, Joni Mitchell, right? We probably could go back to that place as a kid and just to get, you know, famous again. But on the level of a social norm of where we're at in life, it's, it's difficult to, to really say that this is, a, this is something that, I could really live with and feel okay with. And that it really, without dealing with it, that there is some kind of an imprint on my soul. He calls it a blemish. He says, M'b'gam, it's his word. Yeah, yes. Um, just a few points. One is just the second you mentioned with Rare Quran. I once was guiding a couple of star- starting to make some headway with Yahadud. And his name came up and I said, he wrote a book you really should read uncomfortable questions for comfortable Jews. And the guy responded with such to me mistake, he goes, why would I ever want to be uncomfortable? And I actually didn't have an answer. Like, I, he really caught me off guard, and like, I, I couldn't answer properly, so that was just on that. But I can only speak to what I grew up on with music. I grew up on Mordecai Vendor. Like, I absolutely grew up on Jewish music. Right. Karl Bach I heard of once, I remember when there was a Hess concert, and they, they had, you know, five different Musicians. He came out to sing one song, right. and that was like my, you know, my exposure. Um, now that I have this idea of what soulful music is and the importance of like, these concepts, just this number, right. you know, I, I realize like it's a Yiddin was such a popular song. Like, but that that's a German song and it was copied. Like, there's no holiness to it. There, 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 there is Mashiach. Like, this is what I. These were like, big hits. No real holiness to it. Um, and, and like, when I think of, like, music that, and I don't think he's such a holy soul that I can say, well, this guy's, you know, connecting, and he isn't. But I I can tell you this, and, you know, I've mentioned before, you and I both connected to the first album of Montessiato. I say that, you know, Shake Off the Dust, the Rise. And it was (coughs) such a a powerful uh, connecting time period for for me, for us. Um, I just went back to it recently to listen to it. And I felt, I'm telling you, for me, what I think my soul is, like, I, I felt it open up and it still did the same the newer stuff that he's coming out with, which is still some decent lyrics. And I know there's, you know, fancier music behind it. You know, I don't, I, I, I don't feel it. I can't say it. Um, but, like, you have to wonder, you know, when you, you have to, the real danger is almost like, like the Jewish stuff that has, that has beats to it that are coming from a really dark place. I just gave Mendy a ride home. And this is exactly the point he was talking about. He said, he was talking from a technical standpoint, you can't imagine how much of, of the other side and the new beats that you're talking about and the new electronic genres right. um, are now like, like, like the Jewish people, because he's helping to produce albums, they want to use that. Oh, yeah. They want that. That's, that's where it's at. It's got nothing to do with anything from the heart or from the soul. I, I want to further that I sat yesterday morning in the office of the biggest producer here in Israel for Jewish music, manager, managing at him. It was a very big meeting. It was an important meeting. 
in 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 the the tele, Dove Cram in the in the tele. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's. I told you guys that I got I got a call last week for a concert. I told you, and the person said, "Listen, we're looking like you know can can, can Dove Cram promote this?" I'm like. What what do you, what do you mean? He's like, well, he's the he's now that that's what he does, right? He's like, <laughs> anyway, anyhow, father, anyhow. son, <laughs> anyhow, I'm sitting in I'm sitting in this guy's office. I, I, I actually really like this guy. Mom is a sweet guy, and we might Hashem could be we might start working together. And he starts to play for me his projects that he that, that he does that that are selling so well. And he says, I could see you, you know, on a sh- maybe if you do a Shabbos somewhere, you want to take these guys with you. I said to him, you'd, first of all, you'd end my career, and second of all, I'd kill you. I, this, is, I, this is, are you kidding me? This stuff. And he said to me, that's what he realized, that you can sell garbage today. You could sell garbage, but if it sells, you make money and you keep on selling it. It, it's become a meat market. It's kind of a meat market. One time I was on the plane with, with, with a very, I don't, say, I don't want to say which one, one of the top, top, top ones. Top ones. This is about ten, eight, nine years ago. He sees me. We see each other. I, t- I said, Shalom Aleichem. I remind him who I was. I haven't seen him since I was a kid. He said to me, oh, we sang your nigga last night. He's like, listen, next time, next, time you, you, it, next time you get one of those, you have to, you have to let me know. Meaning you have to, you have to, you should give it to me, because it's just, it's a mark. It's basically, right. It's a market. Right. Someone wanted, someone was offered me money for Shabbos Kodesh one time. I said to him, "How much does your second daughter cost?" <laughs> so that nigunim are like, are you kidding me? Do you know what this? It's the most intimate expression of, of of the soul, and it becomes money. But that's why those things that are sold are not the nigunim. That's just music. That's not nigunim. You don't sell nigunim. You sell music. So that's why it's very important. I, I want to emphasize and stress. Yossi's right. Reb Shlomo was asked recently. I found this. I shared it with some of the chevra. What do you think about Mashiach? 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 He said. He said. He said. And is a of Yudi. Doesn't have Jewish rhythm. That's what he said. It's not a Jewish rhythm. It's not Jewish rhythm. Aye, but it brought so much consciousness of Mashiach. So we don't know. But the more developed you and refined your neshama is, the more sensitive it is. The more that you can't, that's not, that's not going to grab you. And in fact, it might do the opposite to you. So if that could happen with Jewish music, can you imagine what can happen from you know a non-holy, a non-Jewish, non-holy place? Big stuff. You know, when, when Kurt Cobain blew his brains out, do you guys remember when, the, when, when that happened? What a, what a wacky thing it did to us yeshiva bachas. We're sitting learning shas in the morning. Couldn't care less about Rabbi and Rafa. Couldn't care less. This guy who has a song called Rape Me blows his brains and that affected our neshamas a million times more than whatever Rav or Shmuel ever said. Whose fault? It's not our fault. It's not our fault. We were, we were, we were raised there. It was, it was the world we were raised in. It's not our faults. That's what I want to stress here. This is not our fault. This is the world we were born into. It was a, it, it, our parents, you know, Baruch Hashem, they did the best. Everything is confusing, but now we have no heter anymore. The avoda of clarifying these in Yanim. Because you know it'll, be, it'll just be more confusing for our children, so we really have to have, we have a big achras that if we know that music has a big impression on our soul, that means music has a big impression on your child's soul, right? If if it's about everybody, we got to be really really careful. This is a big avoda. It's a big thing. It's a big Indian, very big Indian. That's why, like you know, your house was blasting with Carduner on Thursday night. It was just like. It was just out of this world. Out of, I was thinking about the home, you know? Like, the, the, the echoes of that in the home. I told the daughters, you know. I said, we get, he was staying with us for shops with his family. Right. I said, we're going to be having Friday night dinner here tomorrow night right. in this room. Right, right. 
he mikvet, he kashered. Not that it means kashering, but I'm saying, not chas v'shalom, but I'm saying that a nigun, that, that, no, chas v'shalom, you're holding, elevating, 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 chas v'shalom, it's a kashering, God forbid, you should kasher my, my heart, but he does, he does, I feel like when he kashers my heart, blowtorch, libun, mamash, there was, my mother said, she was watching, she's like, how did you guys manage to do that? You know, <laughs> what was that thing on that, on that, that fire that was? I saw. Up? I went back and watched some of the. Very cool. Very, very cool. Very cool. Okay, let, 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 let's finish this uh, this paragraph. Well, when you hire the best promoters. You know, <laughs> 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 there he is. There he is. DK Productions. Okay. Since since what? Since my soul does become revealed through, through music, don't wait for it to happen to you. Let's start doing this. He says, okay, don't now say, I have to now write new nigunim, because I have to do this work. Just like we wouldn't say about someone that says, Oh, I want to misamech myself through wine, that I have to make wine from Dafka from my... Uh... What's that? From my, uh... my... How do you say this? From my... Um... Like, t- 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 meaning like, oh, I have to now plant a vineyard and, and you know... No, the wine exists. It's there. The Nugunim are there, right? bediburim. <laughs> And also, if you, want, if, you, if you say, if I want to meet Orer now for real, I have to invent a new language? No, we have a language, we just don't, we have to use it properly. There is one, we have to use it properly. There are nigunim out there, if, if, you, if you are a Baal Menagin, maybe you want to throw out a Chiddush, that's great. All the power to you. But there's already so much there. So look what he says here. Take a movement of a nigun. Now, what does he mean by tnuash and nigun? What do you think that means? Well, a beat or a structure. Maybe talking more about what, what you told us about Shlomo um, Karabach, how he had a, a tear in every nigun. So ah, that's like cool. A like a certain, certain movement. Major and minor. Yeah. I, I was thinking, you know, in every nigun, there's like what they call a knetch. Mm-hmm. A knetch means like a, a hook, mm-hmm. a holy hook. So, like, for instance... I'm going to sing a song. You tell me what, the, what you think the knetch is, okay? Right, it's different, it, exactly. For you, meaning what, what caught your neshama? For you, it's what? Whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? The transition. Take a movement of a nigun. That's one interpretation of what it can mean. Put your mamish face to the wall. Just go, just close your eyes. Start thinking again. That you're sitting before the throne of glory. And with the heartbrokenness of your heart, you came to pour out your soul to Hashem. That you come to pour out your heart and soul for Hashem through a nigun that's coming out of the depth of your heart. You'll start feeling from within yourself. You'll start feeling from within that your soul is emerging with happiness. If in the beginning it was you that had to start singing, that you had to go and approach your soul to sing and awaken it from its coma, slowly, slowly, you'll start feeling this is amazing. You'll start to feel that your soul is playing, is singing on its own. I wish Tom was here today. 
I wish he was here all the time, but Davka today, he told me he had a doctor's appointment. He really wanted to be with us today. Because Tom always speaks about that moment when you're on with the band and the music, it's, you're not playing it anymore. You're not, it's not you. It's, it's, just, it's just going. It's just going. Now that can happen also completely in a world of, of, of Tumah. Completely in a world of Tumah where your soul's <coughs> singing from its, from its, on its own. The music's happening on its own. There's complete synergy and harmony and oneness between all musicians on stage that's coming from a completely wrong place. But, but this happens also, this can happen with us where really, like I mamish feel like this sometimes here on Friday night. At the Tish. On Friday At the night. Tish I felt it big time. At the Tish, I felt it very, very strong. Me'atzma. Like, it's not, it, it's not you having to wake something up. It's just, I don't even know a better terminology. I don't want to say autopilot, because that means it's like you're not in it, but you're so in it. That's the purpose of a nigga. Yeah. That's what a nigga is for. What he's saying. You know, it's, it's when you stop thinking about what you're singing and you're just singing. That's the whole idea. That's why to some people it seems very repetitive and you're right. something over and over. Right. But right. if you get to that point and, and the harmony is going on, you just stop thinking about it and you start feeling it. That's the idea. Absolutely. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Who works with loops? Huh? You ever seen a musician, like a really talented musician, who works with yeah. loops? Yeah. I think it's the most amazing thing. He starts with a layer. Laser. Creates it. And so laser. Laser. Laser oh, has mastered it now. It's Lasers. Have you seen it? It's, he's got it down. He cries when he's playing. You hear it. There's a tear in every song of this. Laser has it down. He, he's master, he showed me it. I remember we were at Rosh Chodesh El, about five, six years ago. We had a gig together in the Golan, overlooking the Kinar. It was amazing. He pulls this thing out. He doesn't tell you what it is. I go after a three hour drive to the side. I just got to stretch. And suddenly I see Laser on a stage overlooking the Kinar. With four loop, he looped the rating so four times, and I feel like it sounded like this majestic orchestra of guitars. And that was like five, six years ago. He has it down now, nailed it. He was popping off. He used it? A couple months. Yeah, Tom and I were both sitting there like, what is going on? It's a, but, but it's that People thing. It's this. There what that was. What was going on out there? I'm like, oh, he's got this looper. Got the looper. He's just. We were texting up here. I was taking the pictures of the second and then just. <laughs> Yeah. There's a, there, by the way, there's a lyric for that, that what you just described. Not to draw from the world that you. Why elevate it? But there's a lyric that says the music plays the band. Uh-huh. That's what you're describing. Uh-huh. The, the music, music plays the soul. The music Music's the playing you. Yeah. That's what he's saying. That if that's possible to reach that place, oh boy, do you have to guard it? Yeah. Especially in that space. Since that's a reality, exactly. That's exactly. Since that could really happen. That just means that, you know, look, it's the same thing with, like, everything with that's so potent, right? Anything potent, it's the same Indian, you know? But it's a story also, like, we're great, you're, you spend time, you can't be all day, well, you could be, but we're not, all day in a bit rush, but you, like, you know, hype up your soul, so you feel like it's, the music's clear enough and loud enough, and then you go out into the world and you hope that <laughs> That music is still playing in, in the background or in the foreground, for that matter. But it's it's. It's a hope, happen. but it's not. It's not necessarily always going to happen. For sure, it's not going to happen, and it's going to happen a whole lot less when you expose yourself to, to other um, things that will, will draw your soul. But then just, just drop it. Nothing. Okay, let let's stop here. We're going to continue here next time, but let's sing it. Let's sing one nigga. But sing a nigun consciously and exercise right now, okay? So it's not like, let's see what happens to us. Let's sing a nigun and let's find our souls in there. And don't try to then check and see, did it take me or not? Just be one with the nigun, okay? Be one with the nigun. What should we use? A very strong nigun. What should we use? No, you have an idea? You have an, you have an uh... <clears throat> A bunch of us were with you when Napoleon came down south. I can't finish wrong with that already. Yeah, I want to do a slow one though, Dafka. Yeah, I want to do a slow one. Um, I'm open to suggestions. Ah, uh, that one. 
Do you guys know that one? The Zohar? Well, I want something that people know. Yeah. Which one? Yosef Carbone, his song he sings about brothers staying together after he leaves. Oh, how does it go? I don't remember. I don't remember. What are you singing? Ah, 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 ah,
stopped and the niggun started? Can you even remember the moment when the niggun was the one that was playing and, and not you? Yasish, good, good choice. Good choice. Thank you. Very, very good choice. All right, we'll continue tomorrow by Lifter. Thursday morning, remember, El Capitan. The captain's coming, okay? Why does he come in for